Are you ready to rewind? Take a nostalgia-filled ride back to a simpler time. It's Acid Wash Memories, a retro pop culture celebration. And now your hosts, Joe Morata and Michael Quinn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 46 of Acid Wash Memories, a retro pop culture celebration. And today we're talking all about the tasty history of Kentucky Fried Chicken. My name is Joe Murata, along with our own colonel, Michael Quinn. How you doing there, Michael? Mm-mm, finger licking good. That's right. Well, folks, we're, we're here to talk about food again. It's been a while. Yeah, food. Food. With Thanksgiving around the corner, we figure what better topic than... <laughs> chicken yeah. for Thanksgiving talk but uh, but is it is it just me or is KFC the Thanksgiving fast food restaurant like it I, kind of like that in Boston Market that but, Boston Market but KFC's like the original I think right? so They're we're gonna find a lot about original recipe too what it was original with exactly yeah. but thank you guys so much for being with us here if you're new around here we are a retro pop culture celebration each week is a different slice of old stuff that we talk about here and uh, if you're a first timer or a long timer be sure to follow us on Twitter at AWM podcast and also join our our very friendly Facebook group. It is Acid Washed Memories on Facebook. There are no foes there, only friends. Only, only the friends. No one is mean. They don't. They it's don't not do contentious. That. It's a no. really nice time when we talk about old crap, Quinn. It, it's home crap home. That's for right. Us. So join our Facebook group, Acid Washed Memories. That's it for the particulars. We're mm. done with that. We're ready to talk about this. So Beautiful. I, I just have so much chicken to talk about. Well, I mean, I mean, really, there's a lot of meat on that bone. Yeah. If you exactly. will. Exactly. Don't start. Sorry. So KFC, right? How is this an Acid Washed Memory? Well, there's. there's <laughs> There's a lot, okay? If you're new here, you're like, what the hell is this show? Yeah. Is it a history show? Who the hell talks about KFC <laughs> right. for an hour and a half? Right. We do. That's yeah. the thing. That's what we do here. Well, a lot of us grew up, I'm sure, eating KFC. Maybe a special occasion type of Quinn. I mean, what was your history with KFC? Popcorn, chicken, uh-huh. um, just getting the the bowl, the not the bowl, the bucket, the bucket. Yeah, the bucket. There was also the bowl. We the all bowl know the came bucket later, much later. Yeah, but it wasn't an all the time type of food when you were growing up. Was no, it? it was like you had to like harass your parents yeah. to get it for some reason. Right. Even though as an adult, I get it all the time as like a <laughs> normal fast food variety of food. It's on the it's in the options. It's in right? the rotation. In the rotation. Yeah. You know, I used to serve fast food as a treat, but now fast food is more than a once in a while thing. That's why I serve Kentucky. Fried chicken for a lot of people a lot of families growing up it was more of a special occasion uh, maybe even more so than a mcdonald's or a burger king or your your local burger joint i think it's because of the way they presented their food they gave you like chicken wings and thighs and stuff stop by for 10 kfc pieces plus one large side and four biscuits just 10.99 another thing too is that when, when you're talking about fried chicken KFC is not everyone's favorite. You know, there's there's competition out there, and we will mention some of that later. But why are we talking about KFC? Well, KFC, originally Kentucky Fried Chicken, is the largest fried chicken restaurant in the entire world. I feel like that's due to time, though. All the competitors came along much later. This is a good point. Uh, but it's also the second largest in terms of sales restaurant chain overall. Really? Yes. And it has over 24 thousand locations that's nuts with over 20 billion per year in revenue kfc plus dominoes or whatever those combos are yeah unfortunately (laughs) those those wretched things uh and we all recognize probably its logo no matter where you're listening from you know if you're in the u.s or canada or new zealand or iowa you know you, you recognize kfc yeah the colonel's head right the colonel's head the bucket and of course the chicken the red and white the red and white Mm mm-hmm 
But uh, how do we all get here? Well, first of all, Quinn, what what is, what is chicken? Oh, chicken. Well, it's not beef. <laughs> right. It's not turkey. Right. Okay. It's chicken. It's chicken. It comes from the animal, the chicken. Or maybe the hen. Did they ever f- cut up the male No, chicken? the ro- rooster meat is a very del- rare delicacy. Yeah, the, yeah, not hen. Rooster. The rooster has sex with all of them. Anyway, it's a white meat. It's a white meat. Yep. It's a white meat. Um, it has dark meat in it. I feel like it's a little drier than like beef or whatever. Oh, like, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. Would you Would you say so? I'd yeah. Say. It doesn't feel as premier as beef in America, at least. It is I, I don't know around here the world. In America, right? And around the world, it's definitely might have like a higher status, higher archi- higher in the hierarchy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, obviously, chickens have been around a while as animals. They descended from uh, the red, red and gray jungle fowl. <laughs> We're going to go from the evolution of the chicken here. This is what we do. Yeah. Uh, the red and gray jungle fowl was a hybrid uh, of the two in uh, India and Southeast Asia. And as early as 600 BC, did you know that? Chicken- Boy, we're really going back today. <laughs> it's an acid-washed memory. Yeah, I remember. I remember that 600 BC. Yeah. That's when chicken as food was depicted on carvings and things oh, really? like that. You knew that. They were st- already starting to advertise the Colonel's recipe. They were already <laughs> doing printings. Yeah. Uh, and it was very commonplace throughout the Middle Ages was chicken. But as far as these United States and most of the developing world, chicken was a delicacy up to the 1800s due to its costliness relative to beef and pork and things like that. Does that have to do with the fact also that they use chickens, you know, to make eggs so they don't want to, like, give up the egg production? You you would have to think, right? I would have to think. You have have to sacrifice. But then again, you have to sacrifice a cow to get milk. That's true. Like, get milk, you're giving up the cow. And I understand if you mess with the bull, you get the horns, Right. right? That's of course. a different issue, yeah. though. What the hell are you two talking about? But during World War II, our favorite topic here on the show, the United States of America experienced a shortage of beef and pork, which is the other white meat, mm-hmm. which led to the near ubiquity of chicken that we have to this day. I mean, it's not, I consider it above pork, so that's not a bad... <laughs> it, you know, the fact that we're in the middle during the war, yeah. that's not bad. Not bad. Right? Not like, that's bad. not a bad option. Not a bad option. But what about fried chicken in general? Well, we got to go back to the Middle Ages again because that's when fritters uh, came about. The fritters? The fritters, yeah. Yeah. And they're recognized generally as the first deep fried food. Uh, Deep frying obviously being where you cook something by breading and submerging it in oil until it heats, right? Mm -hmm. We we all know that. Uh, And then the Scottish, those damn Scots, Scots, they transposed the fritter concept to chicken parts. Well, I mean, everyone seems to deep fry everything nowadays. The Scottish were just really early to it. There's like deep fried breading now. It's yeah, just yeah. like, here, you want to- Deep fried turkey. <laughs> this is fried butter. In the United States of America, the first real usage of fried chicken was in the 1800s using both Scottish influences and another place that also developed it, uh, West Africa. Parts of West hmm. Ac- Africa had culinary influences here as far as spices and different things with the breading. And originally, this was associated with the United States South fried right. chicken. It gradually spread throughout the United States of America. And fried chicken is typically made by deep frying or its alternative pan frying where you use mm-hmm. a pan. pan. Yeah, the pan kind. Use a pan. You mean the pan kind? Yeah, yeah. And I got to tell you this, Quinn, I don't know what you think. This is a hard-hitting question. I think it's really good if it's made well. Absolutely. I love it's a good a, fried it's chicken. It's really the, the, the breading is what makes it, right? I'd say, yeah, the breading is the core component. Because term- that's what differentiates it from each kind of, you know, you could fry a chicken, but your breading is different all the time, right? Right, because you could use a flour base. You could use breadcrumbs. You mm-hmm. could use all different sorts of spices and things like that. A chicken's a chicken. A chicken is a chicken. It tastes like a chicken. Apple butter is apple butter. Right. But we've talked previously uh, in some of our other episodes about fast food restaurants, you know, the Burger Wars. White Castle is generally credited as the first modern 
fast food restaurant mm-hmm. uh, and that opened in 1921 and what, what we mean by modern is there were like greasy spoons way before that fish and cheap yeah. places oh, right yeah those in england fish and cheaps but as far as what we would consider the fast food restaurant white castle had the um had the jump on that one you know we're talking 1921 pre-depression and we, we've talked about them before about how they were kind of the first to the market they were the fast food they were and many of the popular fast food chains even to this day but especially when we were growing up in post-war, focused on the burger, right? right? The beef meat. Don't call it that. Now, that's not to say, I know that the early, like, McDonald's, like, they had trouble with the franchisees, like, obeying stuff, and, like, they would just, like, serve fried chicken sometimes. They would do whatever the hell they wanted, basically. And it's like, hey, don't uh, do that. Croc was like, cut it out, Well, he would go to the stores individually in his car and be like, stop. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly what happened. Uh, But there was certainly another market to be tapped besides the beef market, right? That can't be the only market for meat. Right. That's silly. There's got to be more. And a certain man figured out how to do so. I'm Colonel Harold Sanders, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about my Kentucky Fried Chicken. I want to say something about this guy. Yes. I feel like he had positioned himself historically or something. Like he invented fried chicken or something. Right? Yeah, he really did in later years fancy a, an, an autobiography for himself. That is not entirely true. <laughs> yes. If we're just being honest here. Uh, and you can't talk about KFC without talking about its emblem, its mascot, its identity. Uh-huh. Harland David Sanders. Otherwise known as just Colonel Sanders. Otherwise known as the Colonel. Now uh, this Colonel business, it makes him sound like he's some kind of like, was he in the army or like what? There's a lot of things. What what the hell is this Colonel deal? There's a lot to the Colonel. We're going to start with a Colonel of Truth about Harland Sanders. Uh Uh-huh. He was born September 9th. 1890. Okay. Date that's about that. That's about right. It sounds about as right. As far as right. when he came up. End of the vaudeville era. Yeah. So this future colonel, Kentucky, you know, the identity of Kentucky, right? The identity of chicken. Identity of chicken, identity of Kentucky fried chicken. He, of course, was born and grew up in Indiana. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. No, but don't worry. As a teenager, he moved to Alabama. What? And worked as a laborer there. After that, he started a family and moved to... Kentucky? Tennessee, of course. What? Yes. Uh, he lost when the his- hell did he get there? <laughs> this is a lot of life events already. A lot of things going on. Now, he lost his job on the railroad. Yes, he was on the railroad after a fight with a co-worker. Okay. All right. Over and fried chicken. I, I don't and think his so. recipe. I, I'm not sure if it was recipe-based. Yeah. Uh, but meanwhile, this whole time, he was studying law. Yes. Oh. Harlan Sanders. Jeez. <laughs> he became a practicing lawyer for three years in the state of... Kentucky. Arkansas. What? No. Little Rock to be Get exact. Get over there. What is he doing? <laughs> now, guess what? His brief three-year law career ended after, you guessed it, a courtroom brawl with his own client. Oh. That's always a sign I of mean, a good attorney. It sounds like this guy's got a short temper. A little bit. Yeah. But I'm starting to pick up on that. Yeah. So he moved back with his mom in Indiana, became a life insurance salesman, as okay. most people are wont to do. Usually, you go from lawyer to life insurance. Of course. So that's, that's pretty standard. Typically. He was fired from that. And well, then he must have gotten in another fight. <laughs> and then he finally moved to Louisville, Kentucky, after all that. Ooh. Okay. okay, so now he's here. Yes, and of course, the first thing he does is... Open a chicken restaurant. Find a boat company and... Uh, what? <laughs> he used that as a, a means of income. And then he, he sold the company after he bought it. And of course, he founded a lamp manufacturing business. What the hell? With How many careers did this man have? 
Too well, good. Now, now he's gone past two companies. He was a lawyer, <laughs> like all this stuff. Like, yeah. What is happening? He was a life insurance salesman. Life don't forget insurance. That, right? Yeah. But don't worry. Don't worry, Quinn. It calms down here because after that fold that he decided to sell tires, of course, for Michelin Tire Company. He moves like up and down. He's like, like Aunt Jackie. Yeah. On yeah. Roseanne. He is very Aunt Jackie. I'm a truck driver now, Roseanne. Yeah. Shout out. I wonder if he has his own Roseanne. <laughs> I wonder if he does. So after he was laid off from his Michelin tire job due to closures, not a fight this time. He didn't time. do anything this time. No, no fight. Sounds like he learned his lesson from the two fights that <laughs> lost two of his jobs. Does, right. There's no other recorded fights. I would think he should have been a hockey player. Yeah. Because, you know, you can fight in hockey. Anyway, he then landed a job for Standard Oil of Kentucky. That's a sweet gig. That's I mean, a good Standard gig. Oil was like a monopoly back yeah, then. Absolutely right. And what he did was run a gas and auto service station okay. for Standard Oil. However, this closed in 1930 due to the Great Depression. Oh. Not I thought you were going to say they ran out of oil or something. They might have. Yeah. But don't worry. The Shell Company, you've heard of Shell? Yeah. They offered him a rent-free service station to run in North Corbin, Kentucky, as long as he did one thing, shared a portion of his sales with them. I thought you were going to say sell chicken. <laughs> You would think this would Where have been established by Where is the chicken in all of this? Oil and lawyering and- Don't forget life insurance. Life insurance. Very important. But here you go, Quinn. This is the moment everyone has been waiting for. Mark, How old is this man by this iPhones. point? iPhones. He is probably in his 40s by this okay. point, by my calculation. As part of this service station in North Corbin, Kentucky, Harlan Sanders decided to serve food as a means of another income. Hmm. And among the food he served was ham, steaks- and fried chicken. Finally. There it is. Jeez. Cooked it himself, served it himself, and his food quickly became popular, and Harlan Sanders became somewhat of a local celebrity. Interesting. This, this, as local as you get in Kentucky, no offense, please please don't turn it off. Hey. Uh, so much so that by 1935, that's at age 45, Quinn, mm -hmm. he became, due to the governor of Kentucky, an official Kentucky colonel. Well, that was nice of them. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't serve in the Kentucky militia or no, anything. No, no, militia. Yeah, no, no. He served the Kentucky Delicia. Oh. Uh, the, the chicken. Anyway, an odd visitor came to his service station. I'm, of course, talking about the notable food critic, Duncan Hines. Duncan? The the one and only Duncan wow. Hines, yes. Duncan himself. Not to be confused with Duncan Donuts. And not not to be confused with Dunkaroos or any <laughs> of that. Dunkachino. Yeah. Uh, he checked out Harlan Sanders, Colonel Sanders Restaurant in 1939, and he had these words to say. A very good place to stop en route to Cumberland Falls and the Great Smokies. Continuous 24-hour service, sizzling steaks, fried chicken, country ham, hot biscuits, as a disclaimer, I have no idea what Duncan Hines sounds like. That sounds like, like him. But we're going to go with that. Yeah. Now, that same year, 1939, Quinn, this is right around the start of World War II, his restaurant was destroyed by a fire. What? Yeah. So he That's had a random. That <laughs> you were saying he got in a fight with a customer and they closed it down. <laughs> yeah, I, right? He had to move. Yeah. No, uh, he actually had it rebuilt, this time as a motel and restaurant known as the Sanders Court and Cafe. Honestly, that's a better setup. Than the Maybe gas station. The gas station and food. Like, it makes it crappier. Here's the smell of uh, fresh chicken and petrol. At least you can say bar and grill and inn, that kind of thing. Like, it sounds a lot better yeah. than gas and, you know, than yeah. breaks and chicken. Yeah. Now, in 1940, Colonel Sanders came up with something, Quinn. And this is important. His secret recipe. 
Yes. So the, the recipe, which is still technically a secret to this day, it's a trade secret. Secret. It is protected. Two different companies. Nobody's spices. You're not allowed to know what it is. And yeah, nobody's figured it out. In a modern world full of internet detectives, KFC's recipe isn't much of a secret anymore. If you know where to look. Another thing about his chicken, though, is he found a way to cook it. Because what was happening is he was pan frying it. It takes a very long time. Yeah, that would be a bit. Right? The other thing is you could deep fry it, but then guess what? If you don't have enough customers coming in, the chicken sits and it starts to get shitty. Yeah, it gets hard. It gets gets on it. Yeah, it gets like grizzly and it's just not appetizing. So he came up with an idea. Combining basically a pressure cooker and a deep fryer, he came up with a method known as pressure frying. Hmm. This cooked the chicken fast and evenly in a very short amount of time. Interesting. And this is what allowed him to make so much of it and serve so many people. So there you go. That's a good credit to your name, not insurance salesman or anything. Right. Like, it's it's prestigious as that Inventor is. of well, an important yeah. food-making device. Food-making device. Yeah. That's exactly right. Uh, so throughout the 1940s, uh, Colonel Sanders operated his one restaurant, and then in 1952... He decided to try franchising this. So, again, we're hmm. in, he was born in 1890. In 1952, he's already 62 years old. Right. Which is pretty, pretty late. Yeah, it really is. This. He had a long life way before this. Yeah. Uh, and he ran into a fellow named Pete Harmon out in Salt Lake City, Utah. Pete Harmon was very interested in taking his restaurant and using Colonel Sanders' chicken in it, right? Right. The co-workers of Pete Harmon... A fellow by the name of Rodney Anderson, he came up with the name Kentucky Fried Chicken. Perfect. But Works. Just as a little trivia, it wasn't Harlan Sanders that came up with that. Well, he would probably tell you he did, though. Uh, that's what I'm saying. See, it's a little a little stretched lately yeah. with the narrative all these years. But anyway, Pete Harmon also came up with an interesting slogan, Quinn. What? Finger licking good. Come on, it's a finger licking Kentucky Fried Chicken. A finger licking good. And now in the mid-1950s, by this point, KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, now had eight franchisees, and one of them was a restaurant entrepreneur known as Dave Thomas. Hey. Hi. Hey. I, I like chicken. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Hi. I'm Dave Thomas, founder of Wendy's Old Fashioned Hamburgers. But did you know I used to work at Kentucky Fried Chicken? That's right. And these two clown shoes, Joe and Quinn... We'll tell you all about it. How the hell does Dave Thomas of Wendy's fit now, into all of this? I, I said to Joe before this, I, I'm like, we're definitely doing this because of Dave Thomas, aren't we? It's partially. I yeah. love Dave Thomas. If you guys can't tell lately. He's only in every single episode of Acid Wash Memories. Literally. In some former fashion. There's pretty much a fashion. There's a Wendy's commercial. There's something with Dave in every yeah. episode. Now, Dave Thomas had worked for the Hobby House restaurant in Fort Wayne, Indiana, the owner of which was Phil Klaus. And this was in 1948 when he started there. So the Hobby House was a restaurant, right? That then in the 50s decided to sign on as a Kentucky Fried Chicken franchisee. Hmm. One of the things that Dave Thomas, who had a very good business mind here, came up with was the iconic red bucket sign and design. Yeah. That's Dave Thomas. I mean, so the thing is, is like, from my understanding about Dave Thomas, he was like some like, franchisee savant or something like he's like one of the known as one of like the best of all time or something like that right he he really was he was known as someone that could take a restaurant and really turn it around but the hobby house was where they took colonel sanders chicken but i want to make a point okay before we go more on to what dave was doing franchisees were only franchising quote unquote the recipe and the chicken 
And what I mean by that is they did not need to be branded necessarily as KFCs, and they did not need to drop their other menu items yet. Right. At that point. Like McDonald's, for example. But Dave Thomas was one of the guys that went to Harlan Sanders and said, you need to focus on just a few quality menu items under this banner. Right. Don't let the restaurant just keep doing whatever they want. You know, let's get some standardization here. Well, this seemed to be the fight in the 50s. Like, if you've ever seen the founder, it seems like they yeah, were all crack. going through these growing pains of, right. like, figuring out, hey, don't serve anything else but what we give you. And, like, that was controversial, right? Because the franchisees were kind of, like, individual owners. Yeah, they were just and owning restaurants. concept that they could be told, yep. this is what you're serving, but the guy who owns the place is like, but it's my restaurant. Like, I have to decide what makes money in my region right. or whatever. Like, like, I can't rely on what you think back in your ivory towers and wherever the hell you're from. In, right? Indiana, in this case. Right. But you, you would think you become a restaurant or you become a, an owner so you don't have to have a boss. Right. And now you're at the beck and call of some guy with a goatee. It's really hands-off, it's though. Hard. It's not like they're your exact boss. They no, don't, I know. They don't do the accounting or anything like that. Like, you, take, you do what you want with the money. You just have to keep buying the shit from them. Correct. That's right? what it is. And use the name. Yeah. Speaking of accounting, another thing Dave Thomas did was overhaul the KFC bookkeeping system. Hmm. So he had a great mind. And he also was a huge proponent of takeout orders. He really said, with focus on that, people taking it home, you know, the, the old stereotype, but it really was true of like the mom that just doesn't have time to make dinner that night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Save the day by and, buying KFC. And a lot of the, the fast food franchises were leaning into that yeah. concept, the, right? You, get, you know, the, may have bags ready because, you know, a lot of moms are popping in here. Right. Just to get a meal for their kids real quick. The family dinner aspect. Right, you know? yeah. It was a great idea. The Portable Sunday Dinner by Colonel Sanders. He cooks up Kentucky Fried Chicken in his kitchen, then packs it up in his handy bucket. All you do is pick it up. And another thing that Dave Thomas did, which, by the way, I want to mention this before I forget, he did not particularly like Harlan Sanders. He was not impressed by him. He didn't like the way he talked to him and his attitude. I mean, considering Dave's future... <laughs> I think that's like obvious, right? I think like, that's expected. If he yeah. was Mister, I love the Colonel so much, or whatever, <laughs> yeah. like he would probably have never started Wendy's. Right, that's a good you point. Know? Yes, good point. I learned a lot from Harlan Sanders, the Colonel. He had a great mind and a tremendous work ethic, and I certainly admired that. But he was also kind of a dick. The one thing that he really did that was a big deal and really did help KFC, among all these other things we've said, restaurant interiors and a bunch of other things. He encouraged Colonel Sanders himself to become the mascot for KFC. Yeah. To do the advertising, to travel. So, you know, the timing of this, it makes sense because if I recall, there's pictures of Colonel Sanders like in the restaurant like later on. Yes. And they all look like they're from like the 60s or something. If this is true that Dave encouraged him around this time... Like, it makes sense makes when all of this sense. promotional shit was, like, done. That was his idea. Yeah. He said, why don't you get out there and, and really promote your brand, you Cause know? Because then they started taking, like, weird, classy pictures of the Colonel, <laughs> yeah. like, sitting in, like, a sanitary, like a, like a, what is that? Like a sunroom kind yeah, of thing. I know he's what got you his mean. little cane and he's sitting there looking out like, he was always just man, I'm just, I'm just so smart. Like, yeah, I, I, look at my tie. Look at my chicken. It's the best. <laughs> look at right? my chicken. Right? Look at it. <laughs> and he has a costume now. Like he doesn't, he doesn't look like, like a normal person. That's a good like, point. You know what I mean? He looks like a character. Yeah. He's like some modern day Mark Twain. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's dressed like, he's kind of dressed like Mark <laughs> Twain in like all those pictures. Yeah. But, like he just, it, it 
it looks like he like pontificates from on high how to make the greatest chicken or right, something. Like right, like he, he's just really thinking about this, philosophizing. Yeah, it's you like know? that's his job, right? Yeah, the colonel is the brain trust, right? He's right. just playing around with different recipes up there in right. Kentucky and figuring it all out, right? <laughs> exactly. Colonel, why is your chicken so good? Well, it's that secret recipe of 11 different spices and herbs. And then I always use fresh, never frozen chicken. The truth is, I mean, he, that the whole Colonel gimmick was literally that. It was just a gimmick, <laughs> right. you know? And he didn't come up with half of the stuff that made them successful. Now, mm-hmm. we're not here to poo-poo the legacy of Colonel Harlan Sanders, clearly. We, we don't want to upset anyone from Louisville. But this was a later-in-life invention. It was. was to make him this character. At first, people were like, I'm not calling you Colonel. And then he just kept going by The other it. thing is he was really old. So, like, I almost, like... F- <laughs> I hate to say this, but I've always felt like the way the pictures are done and stuff of him, there's like a weird reverence, like as if he's on his way out I the know. door, right? Like, like a revered saint or something. Yeah, I like know. it's like he's getting he's getting ready to pass on from this world or whatever. And like, <laughs> it's like it, Elvis's last concert. Yeah, and, and like he he's just got to get you enough recipes so that when he's not here anymore, you the know, chicken you, will live we'll on. Just, we'll hang up the pictures, but we'll always remember the recipes and the chicken and, and the all man this behind them, right? Yeah. Uh, Dave Thomas, meanwhile, sold off all of his shares of <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken in 1968. He became briefly a regional KFC manager to fill the time, and then finally founded Wendy's in 1969. Nice. So that'll do it for Dave Thomas. Meanwhile, Harlan Sanders, like we said, he's been traveling around, and one of the things he did is really wants to expand the franchising reach. Now that Dave Thomas has set him the fuck straight throughout the 50s yeah. and 60s. But he can't rely on Dave Thomas anymore. No, but he learned from yeah. Dave, despite, and I don't think he ever admitted it, but... Uh, he took it back to the Kentucky mountaintops. He did, the Kentucky mountaintop, the Smoky Mountains, yeah. I guess that would be. Uh, he traveled the United States, much like Croc, visited the restaurants, slept in his car. In his uniform, probably. Yeah, probably in the fucking uniform. Went in, he's like, I'll cook my chicken for you. If you like it, you'd be a franchise. Whatever bullshit, yeah. right? And uh, he kept opening locations, right? By 1960, there had been 200. And then, in 1963, 600. So wow. I'm just giving you an idea that of the expansion. That was a big year for them. Shit. Huge year. At the time, at the time, in 1963, they were the largest fast food operation in the U.S., yes. And in 1964... Colonel Harlan Sanders sold Kentucky Fried Chicken. Really? For $2 million, yes. Honestly, that might sound weird to people, but that makes a lot of freaking sense. Of course. Due to his age. Yeah. Why do I need to hang on to this? Exactly. Right? Like, I'm taking my money and I'm retiring. I'm getting out of here. He was 74. Yeah, you can't... <laughs> like, here's the thing is... He can't keep that pace of travel at that age. No, that's, just, that's a lot. You can't do that. You Your can't. body just doesn't work that way anymore. Right. It's in the, in your 70s. It doesn't. So uh, a consortium bought this of various people with a lot of money that we don't need to mention. Yeah? Good. But at that same time in the mid-60s, this is where Dave Thomas, who was still there, you know, we're backtracking a little, that's where all that franchise standardization finally took place in the 60s, right? The interior, the decor, and most importantly, the menu items. Right. No more of like Aunt Ruth's homemade grilled cheese on the same menu well, as KFC. I mean, once, once the corporations are involved, Goodbye. they ain't, they, they ain't standing <laughs> for that. No, they're not. Uh, and then the KFC company actually went public in 1966 and did something interesting, Quinn. It bought out all of its franchisees, hmm. operated them directly, owner-operated, if you will. That's um, different. That's very different that is compared very different. to what a lot of the other ones were doing at the time. Yep. So by 1970, as we enter another new decade here, there were over 3,000 locations. That's rapid Oof. expansion uh, in 48 countries. But 
it was a case of a bit of a sloppy and a, and a rapid expansion, not that well organized. And by 1971, the company reported a loss for the first time ever. How? Due to a series of some bad ideas and some bad management. And guess what? We're going to talk about all of that on the other side of this finger-licking break. Until that time, hey, why don't you guys get yourself some chicken, mm-hmm. right? Just fry something mm-hmm. up maybe real finger quick. Finger-licking. Finger-licking good. But we will be back for the exciting second half of the history of KFC right here when more Acid Wash Memories returns. Don't you love her badly? Don't you need her badly? Don't you love her ways? Tell me what you say. Come on, doesn't she deserve a break? Take her out to dinner at home with convenient, delicious Colonel Sanders Kentucky Fried Chicken. Made from the Colonel's secret recipe of 11 herbs and spices, it's the best tasting chicken you ever ate and the best way to say thank you to your busy wife. Enjoy Sunday dinner tonight at your house. Colonel Sanders fixes Sunday dinner seven days a week. And it's finger-licking good. In 50 years, KFC has never changed the Colonel's chicken. Something that good isn't so easy to improve on. But we found a way. So we're changing it. Now our chicken breasts are a full third bigger than before. Now at KFC, for a limited time only, $6.99 gets you eight pieces of either our classic original recipe chicken or our delicious extra tasty crispy chicken. Eight pieces, just $6.99. With breasts a full third bigger than before. So come into KFC and we'll give you more of the taste you love. Wendy's crispy chicken nuggets are all white meat, and now you get five for only 99 cents. I see a lot of you getting them for your kids. Then I see you eating their nuggets when they're not looking. Come on, buy your own. Get five Wendy's chicken nuggets now just 99 cents every day. And now we return to more acid-washed memories. Hey, welcome back to Acid Wash Memories. You made it. You made it. You're back. You're back. Episode 46. We're talking about KFC. Joe Moran and Michael Quinn. Hope you finished your lunch. Yeah, did you? Please wipe your mouth. Uh, Listen, before we get back into this here, I just want to remind you guys of a couple of things and an announcement of sorts here. But uh, follow us on Twitter at AWM Podcast. Mm -hmm. Join our Facebook group. Another thing that we never have mentioned, because I just have been dumping the audio episodes there, but there's some new content is we do have a YouTube channel. We uh, do. It's called Acid Wash Memories. Right. Very creative. Very, it's such a, it's totally <laughs> amazing. But the reason that I'm mentioning this is in the wake of our Mario Games of 1992 episode from a few weeks ago, our own Michael Quinn had, yeah, had hi. a light bulb idea. Now, it's not a secret recipe. No. It's not franchising. It isn't. It is streaming him playing old video games. Cool. Yes. So I'm on there. I'm yep. playing the games. Yep. Um, the games we talked about. Yes. So Mario Paint, that one's super fun. Yep. Don't sleep on Mario Paint. Mario video. Land is on there. Mario Land Two, and Mario Kart. Yep. And I stream those live. Um, my Twitch channel is Silent Q15. Silent Q15. Silent Q15. So if you want to join me when I'm streaming some other games too, be my guest. Yep. Come in. It's a fun time, welcoming. Yep. And you can just have fun. And also, I have a YouTube as well. 
Silent Q15 also. Silent Q15. Yes. And uh, you over there, you can see some archives of some other stuff that I've been working on. Yep. So, so Quinn streams games old and new. The old ones will be posted on the Acid Wash Memories channel. Right. The whole retro Kind thing. of the stuff related to Acid Wash. So if we talk about it, it'll be on there. There you go. So subscribe. I mean, for the most part, again, it's every episode gets auto-posted there, but there might be other things from time to time. It's worth subscribing to. It yeah, won't hurt you. Definitely. It doesn't bite. All right. But we got to talk about chicken. Listen, we've talked about pizza. We did a whole episode called Pizza. I mean, we've done it all. We've done Burger Wars, but we've strayed from the other white meat for 45 previous episodes. One day we'll get to pork. (laughs) The history of pork. One day. Yeah. One day, Quinn. uh, The world can only hope. But we were talking about how by 1971, after a meteoric in the 60s expansion, right? Prodigious, if you will. Mm -hmm. Things weren't going so well. They actually reported a loss for the first time ever. Um, How? Well, that seems not possible with a food place. I mean, people always need food. <laughs> food, yes. You do need food. It's not like there would be like a decline. Well, they were finding other places to eat perhaps, but some other things were happening that the company was spending money on. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give you two notable ones, okay? The first one, Quinn, was an ill-fated hotel chain known as Colonel Sanders Inns. What? Yes. Uh, in 1968, they decided in Shelbyville, Kentucky, to open a Colonel Sanders Inn. That's obscene. <laughs> and they were all sold off by 1971-72. get chicken there as room service uh, or something? I, 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 don't, I don't think that you got... Ch- I mean, maybe you could get room service chicken. Yeah. But this... See, to me, this is a little far-flung. I'm going to tell you why. Why are we opening a hotel? Like, there's I, no I McDonald's know. hotel. Well, I mean, the hotel business is very profitable. Yeah, but even so, if you're... Do you think it's a case of being too big for your britches? I think that they, the, colonel the colonel thought he was more than just the chicken man. Right. Like, <laughs> he thought he was, like, some representative of, like, the down-home right. lifestyle or something like that. But it's all a, it's all a crock anyway, no pun intended. Yeah, but, but I mean, he, he did make, like, a... Like it's a, a crock con- and a frock. He made, like, a, a personality. Right, like a, a brand, if you will. Yeah, better than fighting your own a client in a courtroom. I mean, I'll tell you this: as much as like it's stupid and funny, there's something like weirdly classy about the picture of the colonel's face. Like, oh, th- like that's an important person or something. It's, it has an Orville Redenbacher esque feel to it, doesn't? Yeah, it? it's like it's like oh, that that guy matters. Yeah, right? Paul Newman's own dressing. I mean, he made the KFC. It must that's everywhere. Yeah, right? didn't even name it, but he, he did must, make he it. He must be important. He must be. You know how there's like. But by the way, you know how there's like sometimes you'll watch a show and it's like a very hyper specific topic, and it'll be yeah. some weird guy in his room, and it'll say on the Chiron on the bottom like "vintage mint expert." Yeah, I guarantee you, we have one person listening here that's like the Colonel Sanders like super fan. Yeah, and we're gonna hear an earful from them. Colonel Sanders expert. Just, yeah, that's that's them. Dresses on like the them and stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's not gonna be good. Anyway, oh man, do you think there's Colonel Sanders cosplay? There has to be, Well, right? I mean, KFC themselves endorsed that, but we'll, yeah. that's a whole different thing to talk about. Uh, but we got to say that the Colonel Sanders Inns, uh, they did not go very well. They all closed by 1972. So not that, really a surprise. No, that's a money loser. However, speaking of losers, another <laughs> brilliant idea in the late 60s, same same time, 68, yeah. was, was, well, you know, we're, we're doing really good, right, with this... Um, with this Kentucky Fried Chicken right. restaurant, right? Like, it's it's going well. Yeah. We're expanding. Dave Thomas helped us. And yeah. What if we, um, what if, we, what if we, what if, why don't we open another restaurant called 
Kentucky beef. Kentucky beef. Kentucky fried beef. <laughs> what? Yeah. What, what the hell is this, Joe? So you know, did they, they fry the beef? No, there's no fries. Just Kentucky beef. Kentucky there's, beef. It's not KFB. It's just KB. I think KFB sounds better. I don't think it's none of it sounds good, honestly. KF beef. KF beef. <laughs> but what they did is they said we've got the white meat, you know, yeah. the, the poultry market cornered uh-huh. here. Why not get into the beef? So okay, where's little, the beef? I'm a little confused. In Joe. Kentucky. So do you go to Kentucky Fried Chicken to get Kentucky beef? Is it like a thing on the menu? Like what? I, like see, ha- see, the thing is, as far as I could ascertain, I don't know because there were freestanding Kentucky beef locations. Freestanding? So yes. you don't even have the chicken over there? No, it's just the. Beef. Why the hell do I care about this place then? They got beef everywhere. You don't. That's the thing. Yeah, because no one did. I can just go to McDonald's or Burger King for right. beef. I don't well, need to go to Kentucky beef. And Arby's was open by then, yeah. and Roy Rogers. They had the roast beef. Even, you know what they? should have done is they should have done the the kb logos just kb making them the initialism and they could have rebranded it to kentucky bourbon and had a friggin bar a bourbon bar i got a better idea i want to hear it why don't you just call it something else (laughs) burger barn or something like anything (laughs) anything that's not anything that doesn't relate you to kentucky fried like so people don't even know well that's the thing is they put the colonel's fucking face on the on the yeah and that's see that's the problem right is that (laughs) they they really think that like the colonel's face that'll bring them in right right (laughs) that'll that'll just come piling in i just don't why i just don't know why i wonder if there was like legitimate market research back in that time period that Literally, the colonel's like face was actually recognizable to a random person on the street. Oh, and they like thought, the Q factor or whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, and they thought, oh, is this like just? It's probably just as good as KFC, right? I mean, that's possible, Quinn. Yeah, I, I do want to note that one of the the good differentiations <laughs> of the Kentucky uh, beef or Kentucky roast beef Kentucky thing was roast beef. Yeah, right? is that he had the chef's hat in the logo. That's weird. And that's kind of like he's got such good hair. Why do they need to? Do you think he has good hair? I think it looks good in the logo. I, I don't know if that was like his real hair or they like propped it up. Propped it up, yeah. yeah. Uh, another thing that we should mention is some of the restaurants were actually branded as Kentucky beef and ham. And ham? <laughs> so now we're getting, now we're getting pork. Oh, uh, we got into pork. Okay. Talk about pork barrel politics. This is so weird. So the one you're showing me now, this seems like a combo restaurant, yeah, right? Which is a future it. KFC yeah. innovation later on. They got the chicken and the beef and ham. Like it looks like one side of it is is chicken and the other is beef and ham. They should have just called the Colonel's Meat Zone. Yeah. Finger looking good. <laughs> oh, God. I'm the sorry. Meat, the Meat Zone. Please keep listening. We're, we're sorry. Anyway, things were not going well. And in July of 1971... Kentucky Fried Chicken was sold to Hubline, a Who? well, an alcoholic beverage company that was eventually bought out by, you guessed it, R.J. Reynolds in 1982. The cigarette people? The cigarette people. Isn't big tobacco weirdly like, don't they own a lot of stuff that people don't even know they own? Yeah, like, that's why they're big tobacco. Right. Like, it, small tobacco doesn't own shit. It's a very profitable business. <laughs> it is. And they, they can afford to own other things, but... You don't really want to associate anything to cigarettes. No, you really don't. Like, it's like, it has, well, I guess maybe, maybe. Well, maybe in the, in the 40s. 70s, even in the 70s. 70s is too late. Once the, no, once the Better Homes and Gardens or whoever the hell wrote the It's Bad For You article. Yeah, it's like, bad for you. Well, they had already dropped television advertising in 71. The, so. the 50s is when the, like, it was published yes. in, in Good Housekeeping or some shit. That sounds, that yeah. sounds better. Good like, Housekeeping sounds like right. The facts were put out there. The facts, yes. This cigarette is the one. Gentle, rich-tasting camels. Simple as that. 
So anyway, R.J. Reynolds would eventually become the owners. But meanwhile, in the 70s, some competition had been on the rise. Church's chicken. People everywhere are kicking the bucket for the great taste of Church's fried chicken. Uh, you ever hear of the Popeyes? Oh, Popeyes. Popeyes. They I were found Popeyes. in the 70s as well. Tired of some of that same old bland, greasy, fast food fried chicken? Pop into Popeyes and pick up that great original New Orleans flavor. Louisiana style, not Kentucky. Further now, what's south. interesting is that I always thought about Popeyes was yeah, that Popeyes. they didn't put Louis. They didn't call themselves Louisiana style chicken, like in just not Popeyes. Like, why is who is Popeye? Who is Popeye? Because it's it, not even the one that you would the think Popeye. it is. No, like, it's a different Popeye. You would think it's Popeye from like the the cartoon Popeye, right? The, <laughs> can we just okay? People what? have asked this in the past. Why do we say Popeye? Okay, because there was a guy named Wiggly that used to say it that way like 15 years ago. Don't ask, okay? But it's really funny. That's why we do it. But- so I, I've actually like erased Popeye out of my like vocabulary. I just say Popeye. In case anyone thinks that we're like having issues over here yeah. speaking. No, it's we say Popeye on purpose, okay? Yeah. And also go poop sometimes. Yeah, poop. But uh, yeah, Popeye's Chicken was founded in, uh, <laughs> in 1972. And Church's was... um. Founded earlier in the 50s, it's Church's Texas Chicken, originally mm-hmm. known as. Founded in 1952, but really started, really became more prominent in the 70s. So KFC was now not the only clucking game in town, if you cluck, will. Cluck, cluck, cluck. Cluck you. So they, so they that had- That was a place. That is right around here. So they had to, KFC, get creative here to ward off some of the competition. One of the first things they did is introduce the extra crispy recipe in 1972. Mm, that's a notable one. What are you trying to hide behind those condiments, son? Those soggy burgers have no flavor over their own? That's a shame. You know, you should try KFC extra crispy chicken. Mmm, crunchy. Double breaded for extra flavor. Now, I gotta say, let's let's pause here, because we're allowed to talk about the food, too. I know the Colonel's original is yeah. like the chicken, right? Yeah. It's good, though, the Colonel's original. But am I am I wrong in saying that I might prefer the extra extra crispy? So when I was a kid, I preferred the extra crispy, but oh. as an adult, it like gives me agita because it's like too much breading. Too much bread. It like it doesn't. It, doesn't, it oh. does. It bothers me. Well, okay. So like the, I, I stick to the original now just because because it's a thinner coating. It is a thinner coating, folks. We want to know what do you prefer, the original or the extra crispy? You can let us know at AWM Podcast on Twitter and join the group. In 1973. <laughs> Another bad idea, Quinn. Oh, boy. Now, maybe to you, this might sound good on paper, but remember, this is a chicken restaurant. Yeah, chicken. We do chicken. We do sides, you know, mashed potatoes, mm-hmm. coleslaw, or as you call it, Quinn. Coleslaw. Yes, coleslaw. Uh, gravy. You know, yeah. you, you get the gravy. Gravy. Snatch that gravy up. You know, things like that. Why not introduce spare ribs? Hmm. Thoughts? <laughs> Pushing it? Did we here's not the, learn okay. from the beef? Here's the thing. Is the, the pork. The one good thing is this time it's like part of the regular menu. Yes, it's just on the regular. So, I'm going to say this about KFC's menu. And I said this at the beginning. It, for some reason to me, it very it, it evokes like Thanksgiving food, like when you see mashed potatoes and gravy. Well, yeah, I would say so. Um, Even so, from the very beginning. Right. Bean salad back in, in the day. In certain parts of the country, ribs are kind of part of like that big family meal kind of thing. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Um, and I don't think that that's like too far of a reach for for KFC. Okay. I'm sure maybe there was like a problem, like it didn't take off or whatever. Yeah, there, there were. I'm yeah. glad you asked. Uh, it came in a nice little box. Yeah, there were two problems. It fucked up the operations because now all these restaurants, all of them, keep in mind, had to make room for, preparation room for, learn how to do ribs, right? It's a new product. 
two, there just so happened to be a pork shortage in the mid-1970s. Uh, that's just bad timing, <laughs> that's bad timing. Yeah, if they that's did it in like the 80s, they would have been fine. They probably would have been fine. So that was another problem. And overall, throughout the 70s, the sales were decreasing, and so was the quali- quality. Hmm. And uh, Colonel Sanders was openly just bitching about it to newspapers. Listen to this. He was still like the founding chairman bullshit, whatever. Yeah, the, the honorary position. Yeah. Maybe gets a little bit of a cut kind of thing. He has some pull. Yeah. Here's his 1975 comments. I have to read these. <laughs> My God, that gravy is horrible. They buy tap water for 15 to 20 cents, a thousand <laughs> gallons, and then they mix it with flour and starch it up and end up with pure wallpaper paste. And I know wallpaper paste, by God, because I've seen my mother make it. There's no nutrition in it, and they ought not to be allowed to sell it. Wow. The crispy fried chicken recipe is nothing in the world but a damn fried dough ball stuck on some chicken. It is a little much. Excuse me. Yeah. But essentially, he wasn't pleased. And Hublin, Hublin, was fucking, yeah, Hublin, they were fucking it all up, and they finally realized this in 1977. They should have just brought the colonel back in and set them straight. Well... First thing they did is they appointed uh, Michael Miles to uh, manage the company, not Michael Myers. Yeah, I was going to say they appointed the guy from Halloween Halloween, or or Wayne's World. Yeah, one or the other. Or the Red Sox pitcher. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he, uh, Michael Miles, overhauled and streamlined the operations. Usually when that happens, things go well, right? Right. If someone's coming like like, less crap, (laughs) less shit. Yeah. No ribs, you know. He refurbished all the interiors. Mm -hmm. Now, this is crazy. They had not had a focus on indoor seating until this point. Now, I'm not saying they didn't have it ever, but he really now put the emphasis. Remember, Dave Thomas, you got to do takeout. Right. Dave (laughs) Dave was all big on the takeout, so they went full hog on that. Which was the vogue of the 50s, like we were saying. Here's the thing, though. You got to have a couple of seats. I'm sure they did. It's not like Domino's Quinn. Yeah, I'm sure they did, (laughs) but it wasn't like, it it wasn't Premiere or anything. It's not like how, like, remember later on, like, it's funny, Dave was the one who told him to do that, but then when Dave, later on, Dave's Wendy's restaurant, remember they have, like, the fucking sunroom They had the fucking sunroom. I love the sunroom. Yeah. So good. I wish it was still there. Such a good idea. I loved it. And the (laughs) The sunroom (laughs) for a fast food restaurant. (laughs) Dave has an all-new sunroom, and he's sitting in it. Boy, there's nothing better than sitting in my all-new sunroom while eating a five-piece Wendy's crispy chicken nuggets. Speaking of pieces, that Harlan Sanders was a real piece of shit. Michael Miles was the one to champion the drive-thru for KFC. They didn't have a drive-thru. Ooh, that, okay. I remember growing up that actually the drive-thru wasn't like fully integrated like it is now in like not just KFC, but like there was other places. In the early 90s, late 80s, yeah. I feel like the drive-through for specifically for fast food restaurants is their biggest source of business, and it's I wild so. that it took so long for all of them to like figure that out. Yeah, and fully embrace it, right? Yeah, they they were really big on the t- going inside and taking it out. But if I'm doing takeout, why do I even have to go in the restaurant at all? Right. Like, why don't they, they just give it to me? That's like, <laughs> I just want to be in my car still. I, like, I don't want to go. I would say like Stewart's was an early proponent of it because they would bring it. They would well, bring it a, to your like car or that's whatever. That's the drive-in concept, which right. had existed with the car hops yeah. back in the day and all that. Yeah, but drive-through is like another step, a whole different step. Yeah, could I just have a bucket of Pepsi? They actually gave me a whole bucket of Pepsi. So Harlan Sanders, after appearing in all of their advertising throughout the seventies, he finally passed away in nineteen eighty. Wow, <laughs> the age of ninety. So the colonel can't tell them stuff anymore. Like, you're screwing it up or whatever. So if they screw up, it's all on them. It's all on them. And I will not make a kick the bucket reference because that would be tasteless. By 1983, there were 58 KFCs in 55 countries. And 
as part of the R.J. Reynolds, Big Tobacco yeah. takeover of the Hublin, R.J. Reynolds thus acquired KFC. So did they start selling cigarettes in yeah, the KFC? Yeah, free pack of cigarettes with every Colonel's Crispy. Right, like, like the cigarette machines in the hallway yeah, and stuff. of course. Uh, but no, R.J. Reynolds was set on expanding KFC here in the 80s, and they did a little bit. And then sold it off to PepsiCo in 1986. I feel like PepsiCo is actually more of a... Much better. Makes more sense because they can sell their soft drinks yeah, inside beverage company, right? this place. But not only that, they had already owned by 86, Quinn, Pizza Hut, and take a guess at the other one. Taco Bell? Taco Bell. Ah, uh, there we go. See? And you know how you know that? Because when you go to these restaurants to this day, they only have Pepsi for some stupid reason. Yes, yeah, so this Everyone is- always wants Coke, <laughs> but they're, they're, they're like, no, 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 we don't have that here. Not everyone, Quinn. We talked about this. I know. But seriously, how many times, I guarantee you, right? Yeah. How many times does somebody go through like the drive-thru? I'm going to take your order or whatever. And then like, <laughs> and then and it's like, uh, can I get a Colonel's original recipe with a, with a Coke? Uh, we only have Pepsi. You know, like that shit. That's probably you most times. Cause you well, forget. I just say Coke instinctively. See? Like I like sometimes they don't even ask you. They're just like they know. They yeah. know you mean They're whatever like, yeah. is the, the, the brown one. Yeah, the brown one. It's not RC. We know yeah. that much. But anyway, yes, this is what introduced the Pepsi only policy at all of these KFC locations. <laughs> and the best part here, I love this. Wendy's had had Pepsi. And who runs Wendy's? Dave, Dave Thomas. He switched to Coca-Cola when that <laughs> happened. He said, well, we're going to do Coke. How about that? I, Dave must have like a grudge or something against, think, the, uh, against KFC. I don't think so, but it was just part of the whole, you know, like I'm not, they're competition. Technically, they're a fast food well, place. I mean, also they own the damn joint. Yeah. You're not going to, like, I would imagine that anyone that wasn't part of that chain of Taco Bell, KFC, they were all going for Coke because they don't want to hand money back to Pepsi Correct. to go beat them in the fast food wars. Yes. Burger King flipped back to Coke in 1990. Right. There you go. So that explains why Wendy's, Burger King, and McDonald's serve Coke. Yes. And the other ones have it, Pepsi. All in, the, all in that consortium. Yeah. Have Pepsi. Now in 1991, yes, we are now in the 90s. And maybe many of you growing up kind of remember this. I certainly do. The Kentucky Fried Chicken name went away. Yeah. Okay. Now they just put KFC on it. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I swear they were like referring to it in the marketing as KFC, KFC doing it right or like some yes. shit like that, like in the ads before they like change. Yes. Like to, you know what I'm talking just about? Just straight up in initialism. Yeah. So they were, it was already known as KFC casually. Yeah. Colloquially, as yes. we would say. Like right? it was not like weird. It wasn't weird. But it was when you realize, hey, they don't say Kentucky, they don't say fried anymore, right? And they, they don't say chicken. Um, now, was part of that so they could expand the menu or something? Like, This was the source of urban legend before the internet was more common and you could think for yourself a little bit better yeah. uh, instead of just trusting what people said. There used to be this rumor that they were not allowed, I'm doing heavy air quotes here, folks, for those mm -hmm. of you at home, not allowed. I, think I remember this too to say chicken because what they sold was not technically chicken because it had six breasts or six legs or some... Now, now by the That's way... It's like when some kid told me on the bus once that they <laughs> found a rat tail in McDonald's fries right, or something. Yeah. Like, it's not real. Right. By the way, KFC has its share of controversies, animal and otherwise, right? And we're not here to get into that because it's a history of and not like a, a legal I, I, dissertation. The thing is, I feel like any large franchise yeah. has, has something's shit. going to go wrong. It has its shit. We're just not here to shine a light on the shit, okay? okay. We're talking about the colonel and we're talking about his chicken and his beef. Chicken. Chicken. But no, it wasn't because they couldn't say chicken. 
they there was a twofold reason why they wanted to change the name and just keep the initialism. They wanted to get the Kentucky out of the name to try to like so it doesn't sound as regional. This yeah. is the '90s. We got this is the '90s. Don't need that Kentucky in there, right? Two, they didn't want to be associated again the '90s with fried. Fried. Fried was the main culprit because I it see. just sounds unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, the health consciousness that cropped up, that especially in the 80s and 90s. That makes sense. Yeah. It wasn't because they couldn't call it chicken. But wasn't all fast food generally had something fried on the menu? French fries, for example. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are those? I've never heard of those. Yeah. Well, KFC didn't technically. They had potato wedges. Uh, don't get me started on that. Soggy, I mean, we definitely, wedges. we have to mention at the end oh, of this, the, the upgrade there. Well, uh, some people view it as a huge downgrade. It's, it's an upgrade. The, wedg- the wedgies have their uh, supporters. They suck. Want to talk about some of the food? Sure. Okay, let me ask you this. Is KFC your favorite f- fried chicken restaurant? Um, I feel like I alternate there. Um, and the Popeyes? Popeyes is good, but... Yeah, I don't know. I think KFC's menu in the last couple of years has like expanded a bit, whereas Popeyes, like or Popeyes, it uh, really Popeye. hasn't. Like it's kind of the same. It's been the same forever. See, my biggest problem is that our local Popeyes is just not very good. Well, that's I, my main okay, issue. Okay, I have with Popeyes. A, I, I have this. The funny thing, it's funny you should say that. Now, I, this is good that we're doing this show and it goes national or whatever. Oh yeah, very national, very show. national show, right? Uh-huh. I once looked this up, and Popeyes has like a horrible reputation for like taking forever to like do stuff and always running out and having to like make the food like live. Oh, so it's not just us. Yeah, like I once looked it up, and it's like there's reviews from all over the country okay. about this. Like it's it's a, like a problem. Okay, over there. So, so I, I like Popeyes chicken, mm-hmm. um, but I, I think I like KFC more. I think I like KFC more too, also because, like, for example, they give you like a cookie or like like just there, <laughs> a cookie. There's different stuff. There's more variety. Yeah, there is more variety. Like you, you still get the good chicken stuff, but like maybe sometimes you don't want fries or wedgies or whatever. You want mashed potatoes instead. Sometimes I do that. Now, whose taters do you like better? Popeyes is better. I think but so they, too. They are. Now, like, whose biscuits do you like better? Does KFC even have biscuits? Are you kidding me? I, I don't really get their biscuits. We should turn the show off now. Really? I mean, you don't get the You go to KFC regularly, you don't get a biscuit? No, I get the. I get, I get you, like a you, sandwich or something. Are you serious that you don't get a biscuit? The biscuits are good? Are I didn't you, even know. Are you pulling my leg? I think Is I've had them bit? once, but I mean, like, Are you honest, serious? The Popeye's ones are way better, dude. I didn't They're say like they were buttered but and, like, fantastic. I know what they taste like. I, I think I know the ones you're talking about. I they, like the Colonel's biscuits. They're like a little bigger than the than they're, the Popeyes they're, they're, ones. They're, they're fluffier. Yeah, they are. But <laughs> I never. They they had, they're not buttered like the Pop. The Popeyes ones have, are like dipped in butter in cocaine or something. Yeah. yeah, they're good. Now, KFC in the '90s introduced wings, tender chicken wings, a crispy coating, and just a little extra zip. Dude, they're so good. Yeah, they they're, were they're, good. They're, they're, they're spicy wings. Yeah. Are fantastic. I'm a big fan of the wings. Oh my god! Why do they always like take them away? They they're like McRib over at they KFC. They are, and it they'll took- come back like once a year. They'll be like, oh, it's back. Yeah, got limited wings again. time only. Yeah. Right. One of the things they introduced in '92. This is another one they keep making and taking away. They do this constantly. Is the popcorn chicken bigger, meatier KFC popcorn chicken back for a limited time? Regular one ninety nine, large five ninety nine. In recent years, I feel like they've st- 
stuck more to the popcorn chicken. They have. But they took it away a lot. Like they there was a there was a point in time where they were more like the wings. Yes. Like it's like well, only a limited time. The popcorn chicken was introduced in ninety two. It was around for like I don't know a year or two. And I remember in ninety eight they're like, hey, new popcorn chicken. I'm like, it's not new. They're bringing it back. Now I got something here that's downright fun. My new popcorn chicken. Crunchy morsels of tender white meat. It's mouth popping good. So. The 98 iteration oh was the one God. where they like really pushed the they shit went out of it. Like, crazy with yeah, it. like it was like everywhere. Oh, you want the fucking popcorn chicken? It's back. And I gotta say, <laughs> that was my introduction to it because I my think I God. missed the 92 iteration. Yeah. Oh my goodness, the popcorn chicken was it changed my life. Fucking delightful. I remember going there with my dad. The rare. It was so good. It was so good. Uh, you know, I used to live my. I used to live at like a townhouse kind of thing. Oh, I know. the The KFC was like. There was like a fence from the, de- the the development we lived in. In the fence, there was like a KFC and some other places on yes. the highway or whatever. Yeah, highway. And there was like a little hole in the fence that like specifically went to the KFC. I don't know why it was there. It was almost like they put it there on purpose or something. The, the, the neighborhood kids, they yeah. knew. No, no, no. It was oh, like, KFC it was like, put it, there? it looked like it was like carved out. It had like a railing and shit. The like colonel. They, but you had to like go up a hill to get to it. Like it was not open, but it's almost like they knew. Right, they they knew people are gonna like saunter in because so just because if you're looking from the development, it was like this odd hole in this like really long ass fence <laughs> that was like a mile long fence, and it was like oh they're right there, and you could just like go right to the KFC. And you used to go there. Ah, uh, yeah, it was so good. Get the popcorn chicken. Yeah, I loved it. The Zinger sandwich. That's when they finally introduced a chicken friggin' sandwich. It was in the '90s. It took a long time. Hey, they had one in the '80s also, just covering for this chooch here. I don't even remember that thing sticking around. Like it, it came back later when they wanted to compete with um, who Chick-fil-A, was it? Chick Fil A, probably. Chick Fil A's, yeah, Chick Fil A's chicken sandwich. And Wendy's was doing a big, big business with their chicken, and so mm-hmm. was the Mick Chicken. You know, it was a chicken movement. Yeah, at some point. KFC wasn't the only chicken game in town. Even That's McDonald's got into it. Wendy's and Burger King all did throughout yeah. the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and especially in the 90s. So that was one of the ones, the zinger. I always liked it. Remember the rotisserie gold chicken that they it was did? good. It, <laughs> rotisserie, man. You like rare. It? Yeah. It was rare. The Colonel's rotisserie gold in quarters, halves, and holes. At KFC, we do chicken right. All this stuff, though, it like messes with the formula, so it's always like limited. They KFC always they're them and like Taco Bell are like, hey, we got this thing, but only for like a little bit. It's you like better, six weeks. Yeah, <laughs> it's annoying. You better get it now. Uh, the crispy strips were introduced in the nineties. I love the crispy strips. Mm, the crispy Those strips are, are good, tasty. Yeah, that's my favorite. I, that might be my favorite item. Been waiting for the ultimate chicken finger food? Try new Colonel's crispy strips from KFC. It's kind of their take on chicken fingers, basically, right? Exactly. And Popeye's does them as well. Right. Also good. Popeye's always did them, though. They're like like yeah, a standard a thing standard. on the menu. By the way, in 1997, that is when PepsiCo spun its restaurants off into the Tricon brand, which, of course, in 2002 became Yum Brands. Yes, Yum. And I feel like they've been owned by Yum endlessly. Forever. Yeah. And that's where we got all those shitty combination stores So, from. yeah, Yum's big idea was, what if we, like comboed up these restaurants. It was fucking weird. The galaxy's most legendary heroes. Fearsome villains. And coolest vehicles. Now available to take home and play with at Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, and KFC. 
these combination ones, folks, I'm sure you know the the ups and downs of these. I don't like them because yeah. I just think they're like a limited version of each. And it's tr- cross contamination. Chalupa should not be near my fried chicken. Or Domino's. Yeah, like just didn't they didn't they go as far as to try to put all three of them in a one Pizza and, Hut? Yeah, yeah they all did. of them in one. And like, it's, that's insane. It, it's not necessary. <laughs> it, it's we don't need this. Did they figure like well we could save some money on like you know actual real estate? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that is what it is. Like, exactly you could what it is. Increase the footprint yes. of Domino's and all these other, or sorry, Pizza Hut and like whatever. That's 100 percent what it is. Yeah. yeah, but I just think that the quality and overall experience suffers, and it's just it must not right. suck working there. Or actually, did those places have like individual workers that were dedicated to like each I'm one, sure. but they were like working in the same zone? I don't know. Like, if like ever- for example, like was there some person also wearing like a Pizza Hut uniform next to? A guy in a Taco Bell in a Taco Bell uniform. Folks, let us know if you've ever worked at one of these combination ones. Do they give you all three uniforms and say, "All right, you got you like switch every Monday's day. Pizza Hut day, you know, <laughs> Tuesday off, Wednesday Taco Bell." They have to, right? I mean, like, I feel I like the uniform would have to be because I've never seen like a uniform that was like a combination of the three. I really, I've try never to... seen anybody wear that. <laughs> I try to avoid these places. That mu- if that ever existed, please let us know. We because need that, to know. What is what does like the uniform designer even do in that situation? That, that's a conundrum. Yeah. In the 2000s, Quinn, one of your favorite items came and went. What? Kentucky grilled chicken. Uh, yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> I know. Be facetious. Yucky. <laughs> Get a KFC eight-piece bucket, grilled or fried, for just $7.99. That's eight pieces of our new slow-cooked Kentucky grilled chicken or that famous original recipe chicken, only $7.99. Disgusting. It didn't Nobody last long. Wants that. They made such a big fuss about this, remember? Oh, okay. So here's the thing. Grilled chicken is like that thing that your mom wants because it's like, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? It's like weight conscience, like it's like diet friendly or whatever. Yeah, so just you have a way of turning phrase that's very funny. You know what I'm saying though, yes, right? Yes, I know it, exactly it's, what it's you're like, saying. It's like or somebody on a diet in general. You know? Yes, it's a health conscious item. Yeah. I had it once or twice. I was like, okay. Yeah, it's grilled chicken. Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't come here for grilled chicken. I don't either. Yeah. Now, what about from around the same time, a little bit later, uh, the hot chicken? You remember that one? That was good. KFC's Nashville hot chicken with its delicious spicy smoky flavor. I thought they did it pretty well. I, I was I was too. very surprised. That was pretty good. Yeah. Now, I want to talk about their overall marketing here. Uh, the history, you know, KFC's still around, so mm-hmm. there's no, like, big arc here to this, yeah, folks. Yeah, it's not you know like, and I mean? then they went out of business <laughs> yeah, suddenly. Yeah, and what happened to fried chicken? The chicken crash of <laughs> 08 or <Yeah>. something. <laughs> no, they're still there. Uh, but I want to talk about their marketing. Can I tell you the truth? Mm-hmm. You know, like, Wendy's had Dave. Right. Burger King had a bunch of different stuff, good and bad, throughout the 90s. They just used like old 60s songs for a while. That was good. They had some humorous commercials. In the early 2000s, they had the whole new campaign with that like hip company that did everything. Remember? Yeah. McDonald's had its Ronald McDonald stuff and its wholesome commercials, but they're all memorable. Yeah. To me, and maybe I'm wrong, KFC sucked at commercials in the so, 90s. Okay. The thing with KFC is they were like, 
in the '90s specifically, it was a, they were big on the slogans. Like they yeah, were, that's like, all they had. Like they, in all these like weird music, like it's like Windows '95 or some <laughs> shit. Like and then it's like some lo- some slogan that I probably don't even remember. I feel like doing it right or something was like one of them. That's I J.C. Penny. J.C. Penny. Sorry, <laughs> but it could have been KFC for all I like. Who knows? They had a lot of slogans. I mean, there was finger looking good, but there was also like it's nice or something. Remember yeah. there was like this weird one. Like yeah. we know what we're doing. Yeah, it was <laughs> always like the, it was always like they would just show people getting chicken and then like the slogan. Right? That, was, that was the mid '90s one. It's gotta be KFC. There was literally one known as so good in the yeah. in the early 2000s. But so. then, okay, so yes, as we moved forward, right? Yes, I do remember one really good campaign that KFC did. Yep, um, and it's much later. It's probably more recent. They'd have random celebrities dressed up like the colonel, and he would like show yes. up at different like sporting events or something. Like notably, like Shawn Michaels, the wrestler, just randomly was dressed as the colonel. Leave it to the sexy boy to make KFC finger this was a really good idea, actually. Right? Yeah, this it, was, but it would it would appear everywhere. Yes, right. It was like it didn't. It wasn't just wrestling. It was like other things. Everything. So it started in 2015. Daryl Hammond, you know, SNL alum, was the first one. Mm-hmm. But it would keep transitioning. So like all of a sudden, Norm Macdonald became the new Colonel. Howdy, America! You notice something different about me? Exactly. New briefcase. And it was just it became like people got it. And they were right. waiting for, like, who's the next person that is the colonel? Like, Jim Gaffigan was yeah. the colonel. At some point, I think Rob Lowe might have been involved. I know, like... Did they get wacky with it, like, LeBron James is the colonel or something? Like, you know what I mean? No, but my favorite one is Reba McIntyre. Reba McIntyre. As the colonel. I'm colonel Sanders. Yeah. Jason Alexander at one point. I forgot all about dinner. Did someone say KFC is four ways to feed a family for only 20 bucks? Original recipe, extra crispy, boneless, and tender. They just kept going on. And remember, like, Mario Lopez was in, like, a movie based on the Colonel? Yeah, it's like an advertisement movie. movie. <sighs> What's it was, called? I thought that I this remember. was such a good subversive campaign. Somewhat. I mean, it's clever. No, because it was the way it was done was at first it seemed like a regular ad, but yeah. then it was, like, showing up at, like, live things. Yeah, the WWE had a whole tie-in with the Colonel for a while. It was very unexplained. It was. Like, a random wrestler would be the Colonel. Yes. Like, it was very bizarre. I was actually okay with it. Yeah, I was like, this is a great idea for a marketing campaign. I agree with you. By the way, to to fill in on the slogans here, uh, We Do Chicken Right was one of them in the 80s that you were thinking of. And in the 90s, it was Everybody Needs a Little KFC. Remember that one? Everybody needs a (laughs) little That's just stupid. I don't like that. Silly. Now, I was never a fan of also like animated Colonel. That shit sucks. Okay, so animated Colonel, can I just say, I get what they were going for. Eureka! The Colonel's had another breakthrough. The roasted chicken sandwich with a spicy taste. My new spicy tender roast Monterey. He's a little plump and friendly. He was annoying. Yeah. You know who the voice was? Randy Quaid. Eh, Randy Quaid's good at voices. Oh, I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, it's a, That's a good guy. choice. That's it's a good, a, choice. It's a good choice. Yeah. Randy Quaid. But uh, yeah, 98 to 01, the animated colonel, he was a little too boisterous for my liking. <laughs> like, hey, I got the popcorn chicken back. Yeah. 
confused. I, I just didn't like him. Clark, not, you know, not, not a, yeah, Clark, <laughs> yeah, not a fan. No, I wasn't but either. I, I would say definitely their their magnum opus is the random people or the colonel. I think so, Quinn. I yeah. think that actually worked well. And it's the most. It's one of the more recent ones, which makes it funny that they've been they failed so miserably. Yet they're so popular. Like yeah. they're one of the biggest around, but it's almost like they don't even really need to advertise. You would think, but like McDonald's advertises, and yeah. you know what I mean. Like they still do. I mean, sometimes they just sometimes like KFC will have very like basic insert ads where it will just like show the food and like some colonel ish sounding like voice like disembodied voice like and we got uh, new chicken tenders or something only nine ninety nine or yeah. so, like wh- seventeen ninety nine now yeah. maybe whatever <laughs> like the point is it's like and it will just like show the food and just show the logo at the end like nothing else yeah but that's how I feel like most of the nineties were yeah there's not a lot of uh, you're right about the one. With the Windows ninety five yeah. music and all that, it was yeah. like, what is this? What? Yeah. Kids getting chicken. Uh huh. I could be one of those. They're kids. practically as Pride good as like when Friends did advertisements for Windows ninety five, like Friends the show. You remember that? Yeah, like, like, yeah I've heard of like it. Like Rachel, it's yes. like at and Rachel, Chandler. Rachel and Chandler Rest are peace, like Matthew Perry. By the way, are, but. Uh, are, they're they're like being introduced to Windows ninety five. It's like one of the worst things I've ever. Could seen. this computer be any more on? Ah, Microsoft's fifth floor. Ladies' modems, children's shareware, and our bridal peripheral salon. Wow. Taskbars and email and shortcuts, oh my. Listen, with KFC, maybe it's not your favorite chicken place. I'm going to tell you the truth. I I don't get fast food a lot, but I did introduce my son, I want to say about six months ago, maybe over the summer. Ooh, was it his first KFC? His first KFC experience. What did he think of it? He loved the food. He loved the chicken. I mean, I would... <laughs> I loved it. Here's the thing with fast food. It's rare you find something that all kids like, but fast food yeah. just... I don't know why. Yeah. You can give a kid any fast food. They will eat it right up. They generally love it. Yeah. yeah. I think it's because it's just... It doesn't taste like home at all, which is what they're used to, right? <laughs> yeah. Because like, oh, they always eat the same thing. They always eat what mom or dad make, yep, right? Correct. So it's like when they eat fast food, they're like... Whoa, like the, the sensory overload. This is what MSG tastes like. Yeah, you know? it's like, wow. <laughs> That's great. The other thing I wanted to mention is Quinn and I have an affectionate nickname for this restaurant. Quinn, what do we call it? Kafasa. Kafasa. Yeah. That's all. It's, yeah, that's, that's, there's nothing. There, I don't even know why we call it that. Because you and I just say things like that. Yeah. You know, Kafasa. Yeah. That's how you pronounce it. Yeah, because it's KFC, but like if you spelled it like a word. Yeah. yeah Kafasa. It's, it's real. Some people might prefer Popeyes. Maybe Raising Cane's. You ever hear of Raising Cane's? What the hell is that? It's a, it's a chicken place. It um, doesn't sound appetizing. Raising Cane's. There's also Zaxby's. Zaxby's? Yeah. Bojangles. I've heard of Bojangles. Yeah. I've uh, never heard of Zaxby's. El Pollo Loco. That's Spanish for the Pollo Loco. They're I see. Crazy chicken. Uh, there's also churches. Uh, and I'm mentioning these so people don't say, how come we didn't mention? Well, because well, we're talking about KFC. About, yeah, because this is about K- KFC or Cuffasa. Or Cuffasa. Stop calling it Cuffasa. Ha, Cuffasa. That's actually pretty catchy. Chick-fil-A I don't view as competition because even though they're a chicken restaurant, they're more of like a chicken sandwich restaurant, in my opinion. I mean, they have chicken tenders and stuff. They're technically competition because it's fast food. I'll say this about Chick-fil-A. Yes. They kind of beat KFC at their own game in the this is down home kind of food. This they is did. like they they kind of beat them. They did. They they've overtaken them in that regard. As far as like the image of it. Yeah. I think they take a lot of their the chemicals out that like KFC puts in it to to enhance the taste. Yeah. Like and the I extra legs and stuff. There's like a, a there's like a more f- fresh taste to to Chick-fil-A. I'd say that was my wife's favorite. And it's more filling. Matters. It's a little more filling because it's not like just just full of like 
the the breading and stuff like right. that. Yeah. And they have the good waffle fries. Oh, yeah, they're pretty good. Oh, well, before we forget here, this is very important. The potato wedges versus the new and improved, like, Colonel's Good Fries or whatever don't, they're called. Don't try to sell the wedges. They're terrible. Uh, I don't like the wedges. I never liked the... I like the secret recipe fries. Yes, those are... You, you had them. I finally got to have them. Remember, they're, I was telling you about the KFC. Because you went with your son, yes. right? And well... How are they? I will take them to the wedges all day long. The the, the fact that they put the, the Colonel's recipe on the fries That's to what me, I mean. it's like it makes it. Here's my problem with the wedges. Yeah. We're not in England. Okay. Yeah. I don't want chips. These are too thick and soggy and like I'm like eating a potato. It, there was they were very inconsistent. There'd be like a soggy one, but then there'd be one that was like break too your molar. Thick and like it was like dry practically. Because it was like the end of a potato or yeah, something, like a corner end. of it or something. Like it was just bad. Yes, man. Uh but folks, I'm sure there are many of you out there that are like, no man, wedges number one. And people you can be got sure upset to let us about know. this, but I feel I like here's the thing. They had to go one way or the other, right? Yes. And I feel like having traditional fries, but with their spin with the Colonel's recipe, I feel like it's such a perfect, it kind of works the best for KFC specifically. It was like the better choice for them. I think it was about time too that they just got standard friggin' fries. Right. You know? But I mean, the idea that I still think the spin of putting the the recipe on it is fucking brilliant. Agree. It's brilliant. Quinn, I'm going to put you in the hot seat right now. I'm going to tell. We're going to name the menu item, and you're going to tell me if you like it or not. Okay. Mashed potatoes. Do you like them? I do actually. Okay. Even though they're kind of. Cr- I know. Listen, I know people. They're not the best mashed potatoes, but in a pinch, they're fine. Mac and cheese. I know the answer. No, because you don't need any. I, mac I don't and like cheese. mac and cheese. Period. Biscuit that you didn't know existed. We'll put don't a pass really on that. It. Do you like their coleslaw? It's okay. A little too heavy on the um the carrots in it. I feel like it upsets the balance. It is a little carroty. Do you like their gravy? Their gravy's all right. Their gravy's all right. I, put it, I get it on the mashed potatoes. It's great. There you go. Yeah. Corn? Corn's okay. I don't get it as much, but I used to, I've gotten it a couple of times. I mean, it, it's, it tastes like a corn. That's all it is. What is your go-to chicken meal there? If you had to- Like you know, if I had to? Yeah. Like a drumstick and a thigh or something like drumstick that. Drumstick and a thigh. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. Drumsticks are good. I'm a breast man. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is I like to eat chicken breasts. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, all right? Get your mind out of the gutter out there. I will say, they're okay, I know we made fun of the grilled before, but they really do a good- Having speci- a change of heart? Specifically, the I feel like not the thigh is better with the fried, but the drumstick grilled is pretty tasty. Yeah, I'd prefer a grilled drumstick if I, I had it's to have such a, a weird piece. It's such a weird specific thing. I Very. feel I feel like the drumsticks taste better grilled, and the and the thighs taste better fried. It's <laughs> so weird. Yes, they also have wraps and a bunch of things these days. You know, and mm-hmm. different boxes. My, my favorite, my all time favorite though, was just getting a, a bucket of chicken back in the day, back oh in the nineties. Yeah, when your mom would bring that oh, home. I loved a bucket of chicken. What is it about the bucket, Quinn? We've I think talked it's because I think it's. I think a lot of it is all the <laughs> all the Colonel's recipe like leaking onto each other. So like the one at the <laughs> bottom is like extra tasty for some reason. That's part of why. Yeah, like <laughs> I think it's also just the quaintness of the bucket. Yeah, I think there's just something about that as your vessel. You got to do that transport. once now that now that your your kid knows about the KFC. Oh, come home with a just bucket. Just come home with a bucket so he gets the so he can take that story to the bank, put it in the bank. Yeah, say, like, Dad brought home the bucket of KFC. Right. <laughs> 
was. I'm not everyone needs, here, everyone needs that as yeah, a kid. Of course, I agree with you. Folks, uh, we want to hear what you like about KFC, or maybe you absolutely hate it. And if you're still listening, thanks for listening. At least you like us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, KFC is still around. Uh, it, it, it is what it is, right? I right. Mean, what are we supposed to do about it? It's, it's uh, still a restaurant. It's a staple. It's a staple. I don't visit it a lot, but that's because I don't eat a lot of fast food anymore in my old age. Uh, but I do like KFC. Always did. Got it the other day, and I didn't even mean to. <laughs> well, I don't know what that means. It was like in. It was one of those things where it was like I ordered lunch late or something, like on <laughs> Uber Eats. It was like two, and I don't know why. And I just order it, and I was like, oh, okay. Like it came up. Like it usually isn't in my rotation of things I order, and like it came up, and I was like, oh, KFC. Oh, I haven't had KFC in a bit. Do they still do chicken right? They still do chicken right, man. Oh. I got the sandwich and everything. There you go. Folks, we hope we did you right here with this history. Uh, KFC is what it is. Had its share of controversies and its successes. Uh, it's not regarded by anyone as particularly healthy, but it no. certainly is tasty. It's a treat. It's a treat, and we hope this was a treat for you. Uh, we will, of course, be back next week for something, don't worry, completely different absolutely until that time be sure to follow us on twitter at awm podcast join our group follow us on youtube acid wash memories subscribe to quinn on youtube or twitch at silent q 15 that's me and one way or another make sure you have a good day because we will be back next week for more acid washed memories see ya like what you heard be sure to leave a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast app we will see you next week